0: Hello, everyone. I'm Ezekiel Kendrick.
1: And this is Karande Ware, aka the Duke of All Trades. And this is $2 Slap. We want you to be part of the discussion.
0: Contact us by email at 2 dollars at gmail.com Follow us on Facebook at $2.slap. On Instagram at $2.slap. And also on Twitter at 2slap. Yo, what up, Duke? what's going on Ezekiel all is well all is well all is well Yo, I can't believe it we actually made it episode number one
1: (laughs) we did we did
0: Yo, we've been talking about this for a minute I'm uh I'm really happy that we we really got it done I mean that's that is the key you know I mean we're gonna be talking about a lot of stuff like that over the course of who knows how much time because we're about to put in some work right now and really kind of help educate ourselves along with educating everybody else but um I figure we start now, episode number one, we need to let the people know who we are. So uh, let's talk to our listeners,
1: let them know who you are, and uh, why are you here? Well, again, this is Karande Ware, aka Duke of All Trades. And I'm here because COVID-19 set everybody back last year and gave me time to think, sit back, and kind of realize uh, financially the things that I can do to kind of change my life. So I uh, got into stocks, got into real estate, um, trying to work on several avenues uh, to create wealth. And just being able to do that, I, I've been able to see the fruits of my labor in doing that. I'm seeing my my stocks go up, um, amassing properties in Michigan and in Georgia. Um, so I'm just a, a, a testament of somebody who started from a bad credit score, changed that around, and, and now I'm seeing, like I said, the fruits of my labor. And I realized that there are a lot of people out there that were just like me that want to change, and it first starts with changing your mindset. So I figure why not get with my brother and let's um put out some content that can help people change their mindset on how they can create wealth, not just for themselves, but for their children as well. That's why I wanted to create this podcast. What about you, man?
0: No, that's what's up. Uh, I'm actually in complete agreement with you. Uh,
1: I mean, COVID definitely did make a big
0: difference for a lot of people. And I mean, we're literally coming up, actually, we just passed a year uh, that we've been in, uh, in in quarantine for the most part. And... You know, just like you, I mean, I'm always looking at trying to progress forward, move forward, you know, in life and take advantage of every opportunity kind of comes to me and and actually create my own opportunities as well. And I mean, if COVID didn't do it, it, it definitely did it for a lot of people. So for for me, it was about I have time, I'm sitting at home, there's less distractions, why not use that to my benefit and go out, educate myself, learn as much as I can because i was definitely putting in a lot of work and i was busy moving yeah. around grinding constantly going back and forth and you know, working my 12 14 15 hour days which you no, know, i'm fine with by the way but that I, I would be lying if i if i didn't say there's got to be a better way a million times over you know so sure. for me it was um you know really you and i having these conversations on a daily basis i mean just for everybody out there listening uh Duke and myself are legitimate brothers. I mean, this is my blood brother. And we talk on a regular basis and we've made some uh, some some nice moves this year, you know, which I'm actually pleased about. Um, but yeah, but sitting at home thinking about what is it that I can do in order to move myself to that next level. You know, I definitely got heavily invested in uh, stocks. Um, Researching a lot of them, the, the, the up and coming like cryptocurrency everyone's talking about right now. And just really trying to put myself in a better position uh, on a personal level, on a mental level, and obviously on a financial level. And that's a lot of what we want to talk about. Um, I mean, just kind of a little bit about my life. I mean, coming up, I never felt like I was poor. I mean, I guarantee my mother definitely did everything in her power to take care of my other brother and myself. And uh, I think she did a wonderful job. Um, But as I got older, one of the things I really started to realize was that there was a lot of information out there that I just did not know about, you know? And as I discovered that I didn't know, I mean, the type of person I am, I want to research, I want to always kind of be in the know. And the best way to be in the know is to educate yourself. Go out, reach for it, you know, find what you're looking for. And in doing that, I realized, specifically when it comes to financial literacy, I'm sure everyone would agree, a lot of it, or most of it, if not the overwhelming majority of it, is not something that's taught in schools and uh because it's not taught in schools we definitely have to educate ourselves and that's really what i've been doing for this past year
1: hey like i said i i, I second that and um i'm glad we were able to get together and actually put together this podcast because you know um the main thing is about helping other people out but for me i mean selfish reasons for me too i get to do this with my brother you know and um somebody i love wholeheartedly so we get to do this together and uh create people um Gain wealth for their future Like uh, for their kids And things like that So um, I'm happy to be a part of this I'm happy we started this This is episode one And this is the first Of many to come So let's get it Let's get to it And let's create some Future millionaires out there Let's do it uh, I actually did want to Go back to
0: one thing that you said, and I I really appreciate it because it's actually a big part of the reason why I'm here, too, is uh, when you said creating generational wealth and being able to provide for our kids. I mean, I don't have kids, but I have nephews, and I definitely appreciate the fathers that both of my brothers are. And, um, you know, that's a big one of the big reasons why I actually want to kind of be here to actually talk about some of these things, because I recognize how all this information that we don't know that we're going to discover together talk about create discussions that everyone wants to be involved in is going to give us an opportunity to not only provide for ourselves and create the futures that we want but it's going to allow us to help educate the masses and put the information out there that will allow other people to be able to create that same generational wealth for their own kids hey duke yo we've been uh throwing that financial literacy term around a little bit you know a couple times already you know so i feel like just to make sure we're on the same page we probably want to
1: uh, define this for our listeners know what do you want to let them know about the I mean for as me financial literacy is basically not not when you when you get money from working whatever you do not using your money just to go out and just buy materialistic things and then once you buy things or pay your bills all you got left in your in your pocket is is two dollars. And you have no, nothing in savings, nothing invested in things like that. That's that's being illiterate. Financial literacy is when you take that money, you invest it. You take that money, um, you um, purchase land. You take that money, you're starting a business. You're investing in yourself. Um, and when you're taking the money and doing it and investing yourself, you're able to see your money make money for you. You know. So that's how. You can gain wealth and things like that and that's how you become financially literate also too, just understanding your credit how, how how credit uh is is really really important compared to just just having money you know so just being able to put your finances in order where you can create future wealth that's what i think financial literacy is i mean that seems like a pretty
0: pretty pretty good uh definition to me um you know, I'm kind of the nerd, so I actually looked it up just to make sure we weren't li- missing out on anything that we didn't lose anything. Uh, How did I know
1: that? So, uh, I know that?
0: so I'm going to give like the, uh, the 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 dictionary definition of it to a degree, to a degree, right. and uh, just kind of break down a little bit. Um, you actually went over most of the things that are actually on on my list, but I just want to kind of like touch upon them once more, one more time. Um, but financial literacy. Is defined as the ability to use knowledge and skills to manage one's financial resources effectively for a lifetime of financial security. Mm. So, like I said, everything you said pretty much covered covered that. Um, so, falling into that category is going to include, like you said, investments. Right. You know, stocks, real estate. Um, like I said, right now we've been talking about cryptocurrency, oh, yes, you and me, yes. you know, a lot. You know, so we're going to see where that goes. Uh, but it's investments and. Money management, the way you manage your money, you know, similar to kind of going back to what you said about uh, credit, you know, so it's uh, I mean, there, there's actually five core competencies or pillars to financial literacy. So I'm just going to run them down real quick uh, just to make sure if any listeners out there are curious or you think that you're doing a good job in one part of it, you might realize, you hey, oh, know, something's missing. I'm not sure what it is. So I'm just going to kind of run down all five of them really quick. Uh, but we have five pillars uh, for financial literacy. The number one is uh earning you know it's it's the money you bring home that could be from your job that could be from your hustle your side hustle that could be from like self-employment you're an entrepreneur and you're out there making it happen on your own um uh, number two is going to be savings and investing you know like duke just said yeah. you know investing your money whether it be in stocks putting money in your savings accounts because you're getting a little bit of a percentage back uh investing in real estate like duke is doing You know, all those things uh, make a difference. And it's being able to intelligently determine which ones you want to kind of put your money in there. Uh, Number three is spending. You know, and spending really comes down to self control. You know, recognizing the difference between your needs and your wants and making decisions accordingly. Uh, We have number four, which is borrowing. You know, and borrowing always sounds like a bad thing. It always sounds like a bad thing to me. I don't know about you.
1: Hey, that's a mindset change because borrowing is like, that's what that's what our society our society wants us to do borrow 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 and they've been teaching us they've been teaching us that ever since school when I was in college I would go out to like the little um little area where all, all the um students would meet up they will have credit card vendors out there trying to give people credit cards that I mean at 17 18 years old they're already putting in your mind that you need to borrow in order in order to be successful in this world and that's definitely not the case so um, but yeah that's definitely one of them. You know, actually, you just, uh, you just, you just reminded me
0: because I, I, I tried to forget yeah. at least. I mean, I didn't forget because you know, obviously, I had the debt to to remind me. But you know, I remember when I first started college. I, that's actually when I was introduced and got my first credit card. You know, and that's what they do. <laughs> me too. You know, fortunately, a, a lot of laws have been changed in certain states. You know, <laughs> where they don't actually allow credit card companies to come in and do that. You know. But uh, I definitely remember getting my first credit card, thinking like, "Oh, ain't nothing you can tell me. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that." What did you buy with but, it? What did you buy with it? What did I buy? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I probably bought a stick of chewing gum before I bought a book. I don't know. I bought something. <laughs> it definitely wasn't a book for that first one. You know. And
1: how how how, how much did that stick of uh, bubble gum cost you?
0: i mean after <laughs> after after the interest rates, it probably cost me it probably cost me a few hundred dollars. I mean, it was a expensive piece of gum, I and mean, I don't even like gum, so yeah, that was a waste of money. You know what I'm saying, but uh no, I definitely remember getting that first credit card and looking back, realizing, yo, I had zero idea what that even meant. I mean, if I knew how that was going to impact my life from that day forward, I definitely would have made a completely
1: different decision definitely i mean with well, my first credit card the first thing i, did, I went to macy's and bought some tommy Hill figure overalls <laughs> that's what i did right yeah and those overalls probably cost me 600 bucks after interest and everything yeah and uh and, and that was the beginning of me having bad credit and i had to dig my way out of it and that was at 18 years old and and i definitely don't want people going through that if you can yeah. negate that or if you can if there are kids out there watching or mothers out there who have kids that's about to go to college please Please, please, please stop them from getting credit cards. Because even though they might not be at the colleges, they're seeing things through their cell phones and things like that now. So please talk to them. And that's that's why we're here. That's why we're here.
0: And even if it's not about stopping them from getting one, I mean, the other reason we're here is to kind of help create the discussion and teach as long as we I mean as well as we're learning I said we're learning as we go just like we're giving out that information it's like why hold on to it if we can give it away and help somebody else not yeah, go through exactly. some of the things that we went through but if you can teach them how to deal with that credit you know how to manage credit how to build credit mm-hmm. at an early age they won't make that mistake at 18 like we did getting that first credit card well it. you
1: know well said
0: well um said. So, yeah, so number four, uh, in terms of the uh, pillars, the five core pillars of uh, financial literacy is borrowing. And by borrowing, you know, what I'm basically saying is acquiring debt to create assets. So that was a different way of looking at it for me, you know, because yeah. before I was looking at it, it's like I just don't want debt of any type. It makes me uncomfortable. But borrowing to use that debt to acquire create assets is a completely different perspective and like you said before about changing your mindset it is this definitely uh gave me something to think about in terms of uh changing my mindset of how to think about this part at least
1: yeah it's definitely something that you can do there's a lot of people out there that use um uh, um credit and things like that to go out and purchase assets but when we talk about assets well well you're the nerd can you define exactly assets versus liability can you can you define as so people know exactly what we're talking about you know um did, oh, my, my fault. Did you look that up as well? Did you look I mean, that up? I I'm pretty. You know what? You did. I actually
0: didn't look up assets, but but you know what, what I'm gonna do? I'm a I'm a I'm a eyeball it. What's I'm going to eyeball it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm, a, I'm just gonna okay. look at what I have around me and determine what's <laughs> assets and what's liabilities. All right. And I can guarantee <laughs> okay. you, ninety percent of what's in my apartment right now are all liabilities. You know what I'm saying? They they cost me money. I spent it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy them, and I really truly truly feel like I need them. But they are, actually, you know what? I take that back. Some of them are actually generating income for me. So that means that they're an asset, right? So that, to answer your question, that's going to be the difference. An asset is something that appreciates in value over time, right? You can make that purchase, but is it giving back to you what you paid out in order to receive it? A liability, on the other hand, is something that immediately, from the time you make that purchase and you walk out of the door, starts to lose its value, and once it starts to lose its value, it's all downhill from there. It's just money spent and no return coming anytime soon.
1: How's that? Is that, is that, is that close enough? Okay, pop quiz, pop quiz. So yes, sir. Um, if you bought a pair of the latest Jordans, is that an asset or a liability?
0: Man, um,
1: you know what? I, I know what you're trying to do right
0: here. So I'm going to go ahead and answer that question in, in, in both ways. So, <laughs> okay. So if you are a collector mm. and you recognize the value in a particular pair of Jordans, mm. I don't because I don't collect Jordans. I don't even wear Nike. So okay. so I, I actually Jordans, it's not even Nike anymore, right? Yeah, I no, mean, Nike owns them. It's different, different, Nike di- owns them. Nike don't yeah. them? Okay. So yeah, I personally I um I don't collect Jordans. So if I was to purchase a pair of them, it would one hundred percent be a liability for me. Maybe. You know, unless I connected with somebody. But if you are a sneakerhead and you're out there and you know exactly which ones to get, you know the aftermarket value, you can jump on eBay. Craigslist, whatever people are using nowadays, I'm sure there's probably a site dedicated just for uh, buying and trading and selling Jordans. Mm-hmm. If you went to that and you knew exactly what the value of it, when you purchased it, 100%, it could definitely also be an asset because you already know where you can go trade and resell it and uh, generate more mm. uh, uh, revenue from that than you spent to get it in the beginning. Great answer. How's that? That
1: was a great answer. That was a great answer. I, I, I tried to trick you with that one, but that was a great answer.
0: Yeah, I mean, many many people have tried, you know, most failed, but hey, you might get lucky next time, you know? <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to kind of go back to number four. You know, we're talking about acquiring debt to create assets. So I'm just going to kind of give a couple examples. So we'll say a few examples of uh, debt that people go into that actually in their mind or hopes or a lot of times does genuinely create a potential asset. So we'll say taking out student loans. I mean, that's obviously debt. I fortunately
1: never took out a student loan. I know you did, and I know it uh I did, and I'm still paying them. I'm still paying them. Hopefully, I'll be done in uh, the next 18 to 24 months. But yeah, and, and and the way I'm paying for them are from assets that I've that I've acquired. All right, believe so, it or not. So
0: so so you picked up some knowledge over time. You figured out a way to uh to to hack the system and and make it work out for you.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: All right. So fortunately, like I said, I didn't necessarily have student loans, but I definitely recognize that when people take out those student loans, their intent is to acquire an education. That education would be the asset that allows you to then go out and find the right job. Or even if it's not about getting a job and you are, you are, not, you are an entrepreneur and you want to go out and make it happen for yourself, at least acquiring the knowledge to be able to make the right moves to put you in the best possible position. Uh, secondarily, we have people taking out a mortgage you no, know, a loan to buy a home. I mean, that's a big expenditure, you know. But ultimately, you being a property owner, Duke, is uh, a home a liability or is that an asset?
1: Um, That can be both. That can be both. For me, the way I've handled my property, they've been assets for me. Because uh, when I purchased them, I purchased properties that I got pretty much on a deal. So, each year, they're gaining value each year, which makes them an asset. But... If you purchase a property that's not in good shape and you got to uh, replace plumbing you got and, and you got all this money coming out your pocket, then then that's definitely a liability. Because at the end of the day, if you're losing money on something, that's a liability. But if you're purchasing something that's gaining money, that's going to be an asset for you. So um, you definitely, everybody thinks when you buy a house, it's automatically an asset. And that's definitely not the case. You always, have, you always have to do your due diligence when you're purchasing stocks, real estate, whatever you're doing, you have to do your due diligence. To make sure that when you're putting this money in here, that 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 particular asset or item is going to bring you back money, so it can be an asset versus a liability. all Right.
0: You just taught me something. I mean, I knew that, but you know, I wanted you to feel 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 good today. So, uh, you, I'm gonna take it as you taught me a little bit something too.
1: I I, I appreciate and I take that and I appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. All right.
0: Hey, no doubt, no doubt. That's what brothers are for. All right. So we have number three business loans people take out business loans all the time and you might think it's a liability because there's no guarantee that you're getting that money back but that's investment that's an investment in yourself and if you believe in yourself you believe you can go out there and make it happen on your own as an entrepreneur then that is a risk a lot of times worth taking i mean obviously you just like Duke said, you have to do your due diligence, understand your market, understand your industry, understand your business, know what you're doing in order to make the right moves to make it an asset ultimately. But yeah, definitely taking out a business loan is part of borrowing where the goal or the intent is to become an asset down the line. And uh, Duke knows about this one. Uh, Number four, it's actually the last one I have right here, is loans for real estate investments, you know? so." Like you just said, it can be a liability if you're not doing it right, you're not making the right moves, you're not taking care of your property. But, you know, 100%. Like you just said, it can also be an investment if you're getting a return and you're making the right moves, find the right properties, things of that nature. Yeah, you know,
1: definitely, so yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, for me, my first property, I I use I use loans to get my first property, and I made uh, I made some money off that property. We're not gonna get into that now. We can talk about that in later episodes, but. It's all about how you use your um your credit and it's all about your credit score. But um those are things that we can talk about in later episodes. But we just wanna to touch on a little bit of everything right now so y'all can kinda of see where we're coming from and and uh what this podcast is about. So right on Ezekiel Ezekie, what's the next thing we got, my man? So we're gonna go uh, number five is how to protect yourself.
0: AKA risk management. Mm, that's a you good know, one. I mean, I think that's actually one of the biggest ones, in my opinion, because ultimately, you can put in all the work you want, you can make all the moves you can in order to try to create, create those assets by making or taking chances, taking risks. But if you're not taking risk intelligently, if you're not mm-hmm. uh, educating yourself on what the potential risk are, all the different things that you might attempt to do, you are definitely setting yourself up for failure.
1: Definitely, definitely, you're definitely setting. Yeah, and, and as far as um first thing you got on here is what insurance insurance I've, I've been in the insurance field for a long time 15 years that's where i kind of started off when i got out of college and i've seen a lot of people who didn't have the right coverage on insurance and they lost a lot dealing with cars houses things like that so um, risk management is something definitely definitely that you need to be making sure that you're taking care of that and that you're on that because you can make 10 moves forward and not do that and it could take you Twenty steps backwards. So, right. so definitely, uh, risk management is uh something that needs to be done. What else you got on? There? I mean, uh, also had identity theft. I mean, I think
0: we we think about technology and we think about all the different applications that are out there that are supposed to make life easier for us. You know, protect us even more. But as much as we hear about that, we continually hear about some major company, you know, getting hacked and all your information being put out there. You know, we still hear about you know, uh, the older population, you know, being um, uh, taken advantage of, you know, people giving them phone calls or sending things in the mail and whatnot, just to take advantage of them. Because again, they a lot of times come from generations where they're either not aware of some of the changes, they are not exposed to a lot of the new things that are out there that, um, you know, younger, you know, let's say millennials, or just younger groups of people who might be uh, constantly involved in on a regular basis, you know, so a lot of times they want to make decisions. They want to take care of themselves. They want to, you know, maintain their independence. So they get caught sometimes making decisions that put them in a bad situation by kind of falling for different fraud opportunities or fraud attempts, rather, and uh, or scams that are out there.
1: So my thing, if you have to make, make sure you put fraud alerts on your credit report, put fraud alerts on your credit cards. And also too if you get an email from somebody from uh from Africa saying they got a million dollars from you and send the money and send them some money in their bank account please don't do that. That's fraud. That's a scam. And if you don't know that by now um I need to take $1 out of one pocket, another dollar out of (laughs) another pocket, and slap you with them $2, if you don't know that by now.
0: That's right. You got to get slapped just for not knowing. I mean, it's too much information out there. Uh, We're going to look for it. We're going to bring it to everybody because, like I said, we want a conversation about it. We want to discuss all the options, everything that's available for all of us to um, generate this wealth together. Uh, Turn all these assets, you know, with the goal of accumulating wealth. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. Uh, actually I, I can't forget I want to make sure I don't forget that last one when it comes to protecting yourself hey all of us at some point reach a point in time where we don't want to work anymore I mean we might get fortunate to hit the lottery we might be fortunate enough to uh, to um, you know work for a company that truly truly loves us takes care of us and just says you know what you go ahead and retire early I'm going to pay for everything for you which is mm. probably 100% mm. not going to happen you know or you know, you get out there and you, you you about a fruit of your labor is put in that work and, uh, you know, you generate that that wealth for yourself. But you want to maintain and make sure you're able to live a life long after you decide you want to stop working. And right. that last thing is making sure that you plan for retirement. That's a part of your risk management, you know, and uh, figuring out the other things along uh, those lines in order to make sure that we putting ourselves in the best possible
1: position. Anything else you yeah. want to say about that? yeah I agree with that and a lot of people out there they work for companies they have 401k and they want you to work till you 60 65 and then you retire They give you your 401k why 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 do we want to wait until we sixty 65 till we retire when we can do it earlier when we can invest in ourselves and we can do it earlier why do that and on top of that too why will we depend on the government to give us Social Security I mean I'm gonna be honest with you Social Security might not be here 20 25 years You know, um, for the younger people, it might not be here 30 years from now. So don't put all of your uh, trust in the government. Go out and get things yourself. You know, go ahead, go out. Like I said, acquire those assets. So by the time you're 60, 65 or even 50, 45, depending on how old you are, you can, uh, you got money coming in where you don't have to depend on anybody else because you went out and you created wealth for yourself. And for your generation, and you set an example for a lot of other people. So again, that's what this podcast is about. That's what it's about. All right, that's what's up. You heard it here, folks. Duke
0: has the answers to all your questions. Well, not all of them, but we're going to bring them up together. We're going to uh-huh. we're going to discuss it. We're going to find the answers together. <laughs> we're going to find the answers <laughs> together. Uh, but we're going to get into it. I mean, today, you know, we had a specific thing that we wanted to talk about. Now, financial literacy is the umbrella. Over which we want to talk about everything, mm-hmm. but it starts from somewhere, you know, and there are a lot of people out there who say, you know, I want to make a million dollars. I want to do this. I want to buy property. I, I want to have a better life. I want my kids to have these things. But there's a roadmap to that. And a lot of us do
1: not know that roadmap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, that the, the first thing on that roadmap is, is about committing to yourself, being dedicated. You know what I'm saying you gotta you gotta commit to yourself whatever goal that you have you have set for yourself you got to commit to it and for me you know uh, me me and Ezekiel we talked talking about this where we had goals and stuff that we set and we started things like that and the follow-through wasn't there right the follow-through was not there so at some point again you had to change your mindset When are you gonna get tired of just being stuck in that rat race? When are you gonna get to the point where you're like, you know what? I have a goal. I want to accomplish it, and I'm gonna go ahead and follow through with it. You know, and uh, that's the thing that we've changed. Just uh, COVID helped us sit back and realize the things that we didn't follow through on or we didn't take advantage of, and we realized at this point, like yo, we're not doing this anymore. We gotta go ahead and uh, move forward. Whatever goal we had set for ourselves, let's go ahead and knock that thing out.
0: You know, and I'll even say like, you know, you saying commit to yourself. I mean, look. I'm the first person to honestly recognize because I've definitely said it a million times. I felt it. I thought it is that you know, I'm just too busy. Oh, man, I'm just tired. You know, I mean, it, you could always be that, you know, tired, always not have enough time. But if you're mm-hmm. giving more time to other things, other people, other places, mm. and you're not giving that time to yourself. Preach. You know, I mean, like that, that right there, that's the commitment. And you have to be able to commit to yourself. Preach. You know, Um, you know, and that kind of takes me to, to, to number two on the change your mindset list. I mean, that's what this list is right now. These are things that we need to do, we have to do, it's imperative in order for us to change our mindsets. Because if we're trying to make it to that next level, I'm sure we all know there are things that we're doing right now, and we're obviously mm-hmm. not there yet. So we must be doing something wrong. So what are we going to change to make it right? Discipline. That discipline. discipline. You know, mm-hmm. You know. and I would say number two about being disciplined is, yo know, being true to yourself. You know what? What do they say? They say um, you can lie to other people, but you can't lie to yourself.
1: You can lie to yourself. You just know you're lying. But yeah, <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah you guess, if you want to go again, if you want to go there yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, I guess I guess you're right about that. You know, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna say, yo, know, be true to yourself. You know, and and in this case, since we're talking about financial literacy, <laughs> then being true to yourself is asking yourself the question, and that question is, I mean, what?
1: I don't know. You tell me. I mean,
0: what's the question? I mean. All right, I'm going to tell you what the question is. The question is, where are you financially mm,
1: right now? That's good, yeah, that's a good question.
0: You know, good question. And you got to put it right now in parentheses because <laughs> you know, there are plenty of people who be like, yo, I, when when I was like 18, yo, I I had all this money. I was doing this and I was that. Yo, man, I was I was the I was the man. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure, you know, people like that. Mm-hmm, talking about their past you know, living in the past. Yeah. Exactly. You know so that again in parentheses right now where are you financially right now, you know and then number three once you you know you have have your come to Jesus moment or you are being true to yourself and you say where I am financially right now the next question you're gonna ask yourself is what do I need to
1: do? What do you need to do? I mean and I and I, and I can speak for myself you know I have bad credit I had to sit back I had to. Uh, Look at my, pull my credit, look at my credit scores in the fives. You know, and it's it's not easy. It's not easy, but it has to be done. In order for you to progress and get to that next level, you have to sit there and you have to look at that. You know what I'm saying? You did it. Nobody else did it but you. But now that you have people like me and Ezekiel kind of tell you, and kind of guide you, you know, to that next level, hey, go ahead and uh, pull that credit score, look at it, figure out what you need to do to get it up. So, you can go out there and, again, you can buy some assets. You can buy some assets. So, you can be, you can be straight by the time you retire, whenever that age is. Yeah. But, you, you, but look, you, you can't be scared. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, you
0: can't be scared. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, you got to pull that credit score. You got to look at it. I mean, that's part of the commitment to yourself. If you haven't looked at it and you've been doing certain things that are not getting you where you want to go, then that question is, what do you need to do? And actually, I'm glad you said that because that's actually the first thing on my list of what you need to do: fix your credit. In order to fix it, you got to pull it, look at it, analyze it, determine where you made mistakes, own those mistakes, and then make decisions or make moves rather. It's not about decisions; make moves it's about action to actually make that or make that change, make that
1: difference that you need to do. Yeah, you're right. So, you talk about fixing your credit. I didn't mean to cut you off. You talk about fixing your credit. What's the main thing? I've asked you this. What's the main thing? That will cause your credit to be bad. What is that? What would you what do you think?
0: I mean, I, I honestly I feel like there are a few different things. I mean obviously the the easiest way is not paying your bills. That'll work. I mean you don't pay your bills, you don't pay your credit card, that's the easiest way, you know, in order for you to damage your credit, you know. Uh overextending yourself,
1: living mm-hmm. beyond your means. I mean That's a big that's one. a big one right there, yeah. you know. First one you said and the second one I, I did both of those. I did both of those.
0: I can't. I can't lie. I mean, I definitely overextended myself, but I don't think I lived beyond my means because I couldn't afford to. But overextending myself. I mean, there were there were tough there were tough times in 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 life where, I mean, you know, you just have to try to figure it out, you know. And if it means doing one thing versus another, you know, sometimes it just comes down to that, you know. And, and like, look, all of us, not all of us, but a lot of us have been in that situation, you know. And been in that situation, you know, look, you know, this is gonna have a negative impact on you. You know, so you're kind of mentally prepared for that, you know. But, you know, the the hope is that we all get to a point where we survive those moments and are in a better position down the line where we can make decisions right. that put us in a position where we really want to be so we can thrive right. and, and actually find the wealth or build the wealth that we truly want and we deserve.
1: Yeah. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I definitely do. So um, once you go through that stage and not everybody goes through that stage, but I went through that stage where, you know, I got freedom. I got freedom. I got a credit card. I bought out, got in debt, didn't pay anything. And then I had to realize, yo, I had to change it. And when I had to change it, the first thing I had to do was look in the mirror and say, okay, how can I get my finances right? And what do I need to do? The next thing for me was uh, budgeting my money and, and not, and not living, like you said, Ezekiel, not living above your means. So, you got to set a budget for yourself. You have to be disciplined. That's the first step. That's the first step. And to get to that point, I mean, there's nothing easy in life at all. It's all about discipline, dedication, and patience. And patience. So... I just want to add budget, 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 budget. I wanted to add that to the list as well. I'm not sure if you had that on there, Ezekiel, but um, uh, that's something. Well, I'm
0: going I'm to I'm put it on the list. I'm going to double check my list. But if it's not on there, I'm definitely going to add it in there. Um,
1: Are you? Okay. Do that.
0: Yeah. Hey, man, look. Hey, I, I believe in what you tell me. We have conversations. I trust you. So if you say budget, 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 yo, budget, is must be a part of the, the, the key components of changing your mindset. You know what I'm saying? I'm with you on that. You know, uh, but one thing I did have that you didn't say, I want to say, is adjust your spending habits. Now, that definitely, I would say, probably falls into budget. Yeah. But a lot of times, it's it's. You ever have that moment where you realize you're like, yo, I, I didn't know I was still paying for this application. I I didn't know I still had that. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a lot of times we 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 don't take you know, a, a really good look at our finances to the point where we are paying for things that we forgot, we don't even need anymore. I mean, they may have been, like, phased out. Like, I mean, I know Napster was free, but if you have paid for it, and, and all of a sudden there's Apple and Spotify, and, and all of a sudden one day you look at your, your checking, your checking account statement, you're like, Napster? Like, why am I paying for Napster? Exactly. You know, I mean, that was 20 years ago, you know what I'm saying? But if that's what you're doing, you know, take a look at, at your expenditures. Find out. You know, you might still be paying for something that's not even being used, not even has not even been in your mind for who knows how long. But adjusting your spending habits. You know, another way to kind of really kind of uh, kind of bring that to more currently is thinking about, hey, if you pay for cable and you don't actually watch that much television, do you really need to pay for all the cable, or can you just pay for the internet?
1: You know, and, and that's me, and that's me because I like HBO, I like Showtime, I like all of that stuff, but. At some point you gotta realize that hey you got you gotta draw the line somewhere and on top of this too if you're out there working trying to figure out um different avenues to get income you don't have time to really sit and watch TV like that anyway you know what i'm saying so doing that trying to figure out how to get other streams of income in that actually helps you to reduce some of your bills because you realize that you don't need some of the things that you have like I, i I still had um, I had an Apple TV account that I have that um, I never even used. it's kind of even though there's five books, still that's five books that, that can go into the stock market. Exactly. So,
0: yeah. Right. You know, and look, you know me, I'm never about judging anybody, but I'm definitely gonna say this: we were talking about assets versus liabilities a little bit earlier. hmm So we talk about sitting on the couch watching TV mm-hmm. versus reading a book that helps you learn more information to invest better, to build your financial wealth. Which one of those is an asset? Which one is a liability? Pop
1: quiz. I mean, anytime you invest in yourself, that's an asset. So, re- reading a book or audio book that is teaching you how to go out and, and, and gain more wealth—that's definitely that's definitely an asset. Watching TV is going to be a liability, all day long. Right. All day long. You no. Know. So, that that doesn't
0: mean that if it's a really good show, you know, you can't take a few minutes, uh, you know, a break here and there to sit down and enjoy the, the latest episode. Yeah, just I do don't like, yeah, make that. I,
1: yeah, I do like Snowfall. That, I love oh, yeah. that show. Yeah. That's okay. a good show. All
0: right. All right. Um, so I have one more thing that's kind of wanted to add in there. And this is actually just based on my research that I came across that I I think in terms of application, just kind of figuring it out along the way, you kind of recognize or realize certain things. But the fact that there's an actual rule, it's called the rule of 2010. Um, and it was actually pretty interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. So, A, any debt that you have should not be more than 20% of your total yearly income. Mm. You know, and I thought that was actually a pretty big number, you know, because, you know, you think about, you know, a lot of times we just kind of spend and we buy things that we need, quote unquote, that we want, you know, going places and things of that nature. But you don't look at your yearly income, and then figure out, am I putting myself at a deficit at the end of the year? Or am I actually creating an opportunity for me to be, have a surplus of funds, an abundance of income, to be able to move forward and do things I want to do year after year? Yeah, that's a good one.
1: That's definitely a good one. That's you know, definitely a good
0: and, one. And the other one that, I, uh, uh, that, that was there was monthly payment. So, you know, a lot of us are going to have debt. Whether it be credit card debt, um, you know loans, debt, you know, from education, things of that nature. But ultimately, separate from, let's say, your, your mortgage, if you own like a home or something like that, you know, because a lot of times that's a, that's a debt that you are going to incur that is more of a requirement. You have to have somewhere to live, you know. But your monthly payment debt. So out of all the debts you have, your monthly payments to your debts combined should not exceed 10% of your monthly income. That's a you good know, one. And I thought that was another another big one, too. You know, because you, if you look at a lot of us, like, you no, know, what do we say? Are living paycheck to paycheck, right? Right. You no, know, if right, you're living paycheck right. to paycheck, your debts and what you're paying out is almost close to 100% of what your monthly income is. Yeah, that's, and that's what you have to change. Cause,
1: and, and with that being said, some debt or some credit card debt, things like that, that is good. And, and again, that's that's a. That's another discussion later on down the road because that is good because with some debt they help your credit score go up. But to be just drowning in debt, I'ma be honest with you, that's stressful. I mean, because I was there and it was very stressful for me. me um, too. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's very stressful. And, and when you're stressed out, you're not living life. When you're stressed out, you're just paying bills. That that's not the life you want to live. I know I didn't want to live that, and and everybody else I know who that I know they don't want to live that life either. So. Again, that's what this show is for. We need to figure out how we can come from under that rock, go out, and get some assets, get money flowing in, and we can go out and just enjoy life. We can take vacation when we want to take them. We can spend more time with our kids, with our family, anybody. So that's just my thing on it, man. And I, just, I, I just hope this show, the things that we've learned, and we still have a lot of things that we have to learn. Um, but I, I, I think if you just, you gotta just stick with us, listen to us, grow with us. I think. You can learn a lot from us and we can learn a lot from you um because um there's still uh levels to it that we have to get to um but i mean just the the things that we've we, we've done to change in our life just the mindset changes that we've had um just in the last 18 to 24 months i mean we, we've seen the tremendous difference just in our lives and we want to share that with you and we want to share different things the things that y'all have we want y'all to share that with us too so like i said so we can all grow together so that's it for me, yeah.
0: man. Ezekiel, what, yeah. what you got, man? No, oh, I'm with you 100%. Um, I mean, it sounds like you did a good job of wrapping it up. So, you know, that's, uh, I mean, for the most part, I think we're in 100% agreement. I mean, for me, just kind of like a little more of a kind of anecdotal, you know, it's just thinking about, again, life growing up as, as a kid, you know. I mean, your parents do the best they can for you, you know. And I'm sure the parents who are listening right now, you do the best for your kids, you know. But you realize at a certain point, you can only do so much because you can only give them what you know what you've been exposed to or what you've researched and found out yourself so a lot of times you feel like you're at a deficit of information you know and it makes you feel bad i mean i know a friend of mine who constantly tells me i don't think that i'm a good mom i don't think this i don't think that you know and i look at it i'm like you are putting forth all this effort to really find out the information that you need to have have the conversations that you need to have expose yourself to the information that will put you and your family in a better position, you know, and I feel like ultimately that's what it comes down to. So just like Duke said, that's what we're here for. You know, it's to create the discussion, to give information, but also to receive. I mean, say so we don't know everything and we're learning just like we're giving out information. So, you know, join us in that discussion. You know, we can reach out to us. We can talk about things. Sometimes it might be topics that we haven't even discussed or if we haven't thought of yet but if it's something that's important that's a, a big deal something that you think might make that difference for you and yours and your family that's what we're here for you know so again join us bring it in you know we're going to create our own family our own tribe and uh you no, know, that's what we're hoping to do so like I said before join us let's make it happen let's build this wealth mm. and uh, mm. let's make it happen together
1: that's it hey Duke of All Trades and I'm out
0: Ezekiel Kendrick, I am out as well. We will see you guys in the next episode. Appreciate your time.
1: We want you to be part of the discussion.
0: Contact us by email at at $2slapgmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at 2 slap on Instagram at 2 slap and also on Twitter at 2slap.